0: It's a Pac-12 basketball podcast. I'm Carlos. Joining me is Avery at Brave Grapes. Hello. And basketball boy Greg at Banana Morse.
1: It has been two hours since Pierre Lebrun, <laughs> Lebrun tweeted that Timo Meyer had been traded, and we still do not have a return. <laughs> NHL media oh. is a joke.
0: A fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had no idea what sport you were talking Maybe about. Maybe it's until because you s-
2: people can't see the puck.
0: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I I I truly thought you were talking about F1 at first because those are all French people names. He's Swiss, actually. He's Swiss. Okay. Yeah. Who the who the fuck is Pierre
1: LeBrun? He well he he's he's Canadian. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Who is he? What? Oh, he's like the Woj of of the NHL. Okay. But he's a bum. He's he's Pierre LeBum. That's he's what he probably.
2: Is. He's probably French Canadian.
1: Yeah, well, because I mean, his yeah. name's Pierre. He tweets in English, but yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that <laughs> makes sense considering that most of the hockey teams mm-hmm. are not in England. Co- cool what? story. <laughs> not in. Not Why are we talking about hockey? This is absurd. I don't know. Uh, we should be talking anyway. about
1: cocaine bear. Uh, yeah, you're you're ridiculous.
2: Okay, <laughs> I have heard a lot of people say it's good, which is shocking to me. Um, I will not go see it because I hate going to the movies, but I'm happy for everyone that has their lives changed by, a uh, high okay, bear. bear.
0: <laughs> Good for them. Uh, anyway, I did not watch it and I'm probably not going to watch it. Although, I don't know. Now the hype around it, the hype is, I feel like the hype is ironic. Am, am I right? No, so the hype's ironic.
1: What you don't understand is- I don't think it is. This movie, it was very self-aware. It wasn't unintentionally funny. Like- Okay. They made a movie that they wanted you to laugh at with your friends. And it succeeded beyond all my expectations. It was so funny. James, who we went with, could not stop laughing the entire movie. Just wasn't... Here's
2: all I gotta say. I haven't heard someone who isn't a white male... Say they like this movie. As and Dewey said <laughs> therefore I remain critical. Dewey said during
1: the drive home while we all could not stop laughing after the movie. Also a white male, by the way. Yeah, yeah you no, know, <laughs> yes, he said this is a movie for the white males. Yeah, <laughs> this is for us. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's disgusting. That right.
1: Disgusting. It anyway. Uh, high quality stuff. Uh, the Bear had a great character development arc. Uh <laughs> Went from villain to hero by the end of the movie. I thought, uh, overall, 10 out of 10, great experience. Uh, right up there with Puss in Boots for me.
0: I haven't seen Puss in Boots you yet should. because it's I'm not good. a child. What is this list in which you're saying it's right up there with Puss in well, Boots Well, Puss in Boots, and Boots is
1: just the last movie that I'd seen. I saw it like a okay. week ago, uh, and it's it was really good. right up good.
0: there with movies that you've seen. Ant-Man...
1: <laughs> Does not hold a fucking candle to this. All right, this garbage, was yeah. great. <laughs> Ant That's Man fucking movie. sucked.
0: Garbage movie. Uh, I have many many thoughts about Ant Man. Anyway, uh, this is a Pac-12 basketball podcast. We have a, a lot to get to, so we'll keep our housekeeping kind of tight. Actually, I don't know that we will. Um, first, please leave us a five star review. We got review bombed again. This time, not BYU fans who did it. <laughs> not U- not Utah fans. Arizona fans. Can I read? Uh, can I read re- the review? you read I'll tell you right now right at the end of this I just want to pro- provide some context uh, <laughs> we got review bombed by Arizona fans they did not like last week's discussion of Jason Shear's tweet about San Diego State's athletic director saying I thought it was that funny. They, that they'd joined the Pac12 I also thought it was funny so they flooded us with one star reviews uh and they were they were really mad that we were that we were skeptical of or or that Greg and Avery were skeptical I was not but it, but either way <laughs> I I went back and listened to that discussion I did not think we overstepped. I thought Greg and Avery were really critical and skeptical of Jason, which, like, fair. But I was also there offering a counter. I said I believed him, so I felt pretty balanced. I was watching, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I believe this. I don't know why he's lying. Um, and and also, people thought in. People were really mad because they thought we brought up, like, uh, Jason Shear's family. We said – I went back and listened to it because I was like, oh, maybe they're right. We said absolutely nothing except Avery restated an old tweet from Jason Shear. <laughs> uh so i i don't know what the what uh, people were really upset about it uh i did invite jason here to talk about it if he was up for it because i like jason i think he's a fun follow i like his his and uh his wife shelby's podcast on arizona and i think he's an interesting personality but he did politely decline which is totally fine we don't hate him i don't hate him uh this podcast has okay just to be clear we're not (laughs) this podcast has a very specific group of people that it hates right like we hate racist people homophobic people transphobic people classist people so on and so forth jason has not i have zero evidence that jason is engaged in any of those things he regularly calls out xenophobia in his own fan base i think that's why i like him among other things So I don't know. This whole thing's just gotten absurd. Like people, and people were like, were immediately after like, "Oh yeah, get his ass!" They roasted Jason. I'm like, what in the hell is happening here?
2: Jason's Jason seems like a great guy. I don't know him well. I don't hate him. I thought the tweet was fucking hilarious. The a swim and so dive funny. championship in wh- Dallas. I don't know where it was. Houston. H- Houston. Wow. I, I <laughs> forgot. I thought it was funny and I made like a tweet format out of it. I thought it was hilarious. As for the allegations about dragging his family into it. I didn't say anything. He he didn't tweet. OK. <laughs> I just referenced a tweet. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even talk about his family.
0: <laughs> very, it was very, very bizarre. Uh, so anyway, all that drama, s- drama aside, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you want to counteract some of the Arizona fan review bombing because we are now back to 3.4 stars. Uh, I, Greg, go ahead, read that one star review because this one was actually very fucking funny, I thought.
1: Yeah. So I don't think this review actually ended up getting posted. It did. However, oh, it did?
0: Yeah, it did. I see it here. Oh,
1: beautiful, beautiful. But, uh, there's this review, one star review uh, that we got sent, and this is from what Chris at UC, yeah, by the way. This is what we, this is what we want all one star reviews to be going forward. Uh, we want you to match this creativity. Uh, the title is "This is a dead end," and then it says, "If Kurt Cobain saw the future and listened to this podcast, he would have put a shotgun in his mouth sooner, <laughs> maybe right <laughs> after he turned on an episode from this podcast."
2: <laughs> And I would Wasn't like to that- thank this reviewer.
1: <coughs> <laughs> I have yeah. been
2: laughing about this since so. Funny. Wasn't that like first- one of our most listened to episodes in a
0: while? Uh, definitely, yeah. That was a. It was a. It was. It was quite a lot. I appreciate I think people all of the like lessons. the
2: discourse. Okay,
0: so pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Anyway. Uh, uh if you if you want to counteract please leave we'll, we'll read your five-star reviews don't leave us a one-star review um but uh leave us a five-star review on apple podcast if you want to if you want to help out balance all of that uh and lastly head over to our patreon at notruckstops.com there's football content there for you if you're somehow like you're watching everything that's going down in college basketball and somehow you're still thirsting for back 12 football content <laughs> it's out <up> there <laughs> uh there's football content for sure matt and reed did it just did a review of ucla season in reviewing football, what the fuck? If you are a Pac-12 sicko, you should check it out. But like, I just can't imagine talking about UCLA football right now. <laughs> imagine just getting up, be like, "All right, guys, we're to talk some Pac-12 football. Let's talk UCLA." That's why what we
2: added that? Reed to the podcast because Reed will, <laughs> Reed will do that.
0: Oh, uh, we've had and we've had some some really crazy stuff. Let's let's just get into the actual basketball. Uh, I'm going to start with a recap of everything that went down in the Pac-12 this weekend. On Thursday, February 23rd, Washington beat Cal in Berkeley 65-56, to handing the Bears their 12th straight loss. USC beat the shit out of Colorado in Boulder 84-65. to Wazoo escaped Palo Alto. With a win over Stanford, 67-63, and UCLA beat Utah somewhat comfortably, 78-71. Then on Saturday, ASU stunned Arizona on a half-court buzzer beater, 89-88. We'll talk about that game extensively. Later on in the day, Wazoo slipped past Cal to give the Bears their 13th straight loss, while USC took care of Utah to sweep the Mountain Schools on the road, 62-49. to USC is now the first team of the 2022-2023 season to sweep the Mountain Schools on the road ucla then did it again uh and then oregon narrowly beat oregon state in a nail biter 69 to 67 and then on sunday ucla survived a brutal physical game against colorado 60 to 56 making them the second team to road sweep the mountain schools and stanford uw are playing as we're recording uh, but both of those teams are annoying and irrelevant what's the score of that game we have a we have a score update on this one? uh is i think 38 26 at
1: halftime uh let me for stanford check. yeah yeah Stanford's yep. up 38 twenty-six. Second half just
0: started well good for them I hope maybe one of them will go to the NIT I have no, I have no clue mm-hmm. any anyway whatever uh let's start with I think the most stunning result of the weekend and maybe the most insane game of the entire Pac-12 season Arizona State beat Arizona 89 to 88 thanks to a Desmond Cambridge half-court buzzer beater at the end of the game. Cambridge himself finished with 19 points off eight for 16 shooting. DJ horn added another 18 off seven for 14 shooting. This game was a a shootout uh, as evidenced by the score, 89 to 88. Uh, but both teams also shot over 50% from the floor and over 39% from three. Uh, this was a ridiculous game. Uh, there's a lot to get into here, but Avery, did you get to watch this one? What were your biggest takeaways, biggest noticings?
2: Okay, this may sound like I'm making an excuse, and that's because I am making an excuse. As far as I'm aware, it is spring, and that means I get to start gardening.
0: Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. So I was,
2: <laughs> I was building garden boxes uh, during this game. I did catch the end of it. It was a really wonderful shot, and my biggest takeaway is this is – this is a peak way to lose in the tournament and I fully expect this to happen to Arizona again in March. So,
0: Greg, did you get to watch some of this game and did you have any thoughts, takeaways? I am spending the weekend at Matt's. Oh, Jesus Christ. Both of you hold on a
2: second. <laughs> Greg is at Matt's house and Matt's not even on the podcast. Jesus
0: Greg is Christ. in Matt's anyway, chair right now. Anyway, this was the most absurd game. Okay, we, go ahead.
1: What Let's hear your excuse, too. Ate breakfast. And then (laughs) we watched the end of the Utah-Stanford women's basketball game, which was a great game. Utah won the Pac-12. Let's go. Uh, And then we moved on to the Arizona-ASU game. I think we caught, like, the last five minutes. And I just want to say that the Azulis-Tabellis-Choker narrative is alive and well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is uh, thriving. I did watch this game because I, I'm uh, a dedicated sicko, unlike the two of you. Um, we who fixing it fixing a- car.
2: All right. Greg was in a house full of Pac-12 fans. Um, many of those people that were in the house actually have a different Pac-12 podcast. So I think my excuse of preparing my yard to feed my family is <laughs> valid and real.
0: Okay. All right. All right, fine. Uh, you could have taken an, uh, any sort of device out there, but I'm just gonna ignore all that. <laughs> anyway, I did watch this game. Uh, the thing you all should know about this game: this is an absurd game from start to finish. Like at no point was it ever like, "Oh yeah, Arizona's got this one in the bag." I think Arizona State's gonna have to pack it up. This was a back and forth. This was a shootout from the beginning. I think at one point, like at the second half, they might have been both shooting over like sixty percent. They. No defense in this game from either team. Arizona's defense completely collapsed. Arizona State's defense, non-existent. Uh I, I felt like Arizona State, frankly, was maybe a little bit lucky to be hanging around as close as they had into the sec into the going into the second half. Just because a lot of the shots they were making were ridiculous shots. Uh they were Arizona's defense had had really played not horribly i mean it wasn't great but it was it was okay arizona state was just making a ton of incredible jump shots it was absurd no offense from arizona state it was just like oh okay that guy's gonna he, he's he's got the ball i guess he's just gonna take a mid-range jumper now uh and oftentimes it went down uh arizona equally explosive offensively they were they were getting actually just easy shots uh that that was again just what arizona does well in the second half Uh, Arizona State's uh, offense got easier shots thanks a lot to Arizona's defense collapsing. Arizona was also keeping up step for step. At one point, Arizona had a five-point lead with like almost two minutes to go, and Arizona State pulled within one after a couple of uh, straight possession scoring. Uh, So it all set up this situation in the end where... (laughs) Uh, first of all, in the final, I don't know, five or six possessions, whenever Tommy Lloyd had the opportunity, would sit Azulis Tubelis on defense. When they had the opportunity and there was a dead ball, Azulis Tubelis sat. Now, Azulis Tubelis had a pretty good game offensively. It wasn't, like, his best game. It wasn't incredible. It wasn't super loud. But he did have a pretty good game offensively. He scored, I think this was, uh, why am I having a hard time finding this? 17 points off... Five for eight shooting, super efficient. Seven for nine from the line, nine rebounds. Two. He was he was completely fine offensively. Defensively, he was horrendous all game. Uh, they had absolutely no answers for any of Arizona State's bigs or wings. Uh, Alonzo Gaffney went off. The Cambridge, uh, Desmond Cambridge went off. Um, a lot of the times they switched onto Azulis Tabellus. Were hunting him. Like Azulis Tabellus was unplayable on defense, and the result was Tommy Lloyd had to sit Azulis Tabellus when arizona state had the ball which is absurd he, th- i was listening to uh jason shears uh and his wife shelby's podcast on uh on this game and their episode on this game and jason Shear flat out said I, he, he thinks as julius lost himself Pac-12 player of the year of this game uh because of his inability to defend and his poor defense you can't you can't be the best player in the pac-12 and be taken out on defense yeah, right you can't, you can't be a you liability can't be off- on defense yeah, you cannot be unplayable on that side of the ball. Um, so this is a bad loss from Arizona. Now people are going to start saying, well, you know, required a half-court shot. Arizona State should not have been in that game. That game was at the McHale Center. Um, yeah. Arizona State had no business being in that game. Arizona's a much better team, top to bottom. I They they, they just didn't have an excuse. It was a bad loss. You mentioned how, uh, you know, obviously bad on defense he
1: was. Tommy Lloyd taking him out to close the game. Uh, but there was also that play... Where he just got bullied and got the ball stolen from him uh, on Arizona State's right. end. I can't remember who it was. It was, was it? it was Devin Cambridge. Yeah, I knew it was one of the Cambridges. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just got the ball stolen and then lay up. I think ASU took the lead back in that moment, which is just like, come on, man, you gotta be you can't
2: do that at the <laughs> you end. You gotta
1: of the be game. paying more attention. You can't let that happen. Uh, yeah, it was it was a rough end. And even with the offense, the offensive skill that he has and the performance that he put up offensively, I think it's just a great—this game is a great uh, representation of who Tabas is as a player where obviously you're getting great things offensively, but at the end it wasn't really there and dog shit defensively, which was—I mean, this was, I think, abnormally bad for him defensively. I don't think he's normally this bad. But still, the fact he's that he's normally okay. Yeah, the, he's normally okay. The fact that this can happen is a massive issue, and I I agree uh, with with Jason Shear that uh, that I think he lost Pac-12 Player of the Year with this game. That being said, he could still get it back if in the final game of the season against UCLA he goes off, and there's that would be
2: dumb though, because he's been so inconsistent. For most of the season, I,
1: yeah, it would require, I think, I guess it, it oh, but that, I guess with the loss to ASU, it means that game can't be for the title anymore.
0: Which, uh, that's right. You, yes. Yeah. UCLA, with this loss and now UCLA beating Colorado, UCLA has locked up mm-hmm. the Pac 12 championship. I also just think it's
2: kind of ridiculous when head to heads are like used for Pac 12 player of the year narratives. Like, I know you aren't using the head to head, Greg, but like, People would be. Mm-hmm. He beat Hamayakas in the head-to-head. That doesn't make any sense. I think
1: I sort of get why that game would have mattered more, just because that could have been, in essence, you know, winner take off of the regular yeah. season title. So I get why they would put more stock in it there. But like, I'm not paying attention to who had the better game uh, back in. Was it late January when they played? Or yeah, 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 something like that. Like, I don't care who had the better game. Then just. That game, I think, if they're close enough, you can sort of
0: use that, yeah, right? If they're, if they're close they're, enough, if they're, re- if they're neck and neck and you watch them play each other, like that would have been cool, it would have happened. It was a lot like the Devin Lloyd Kayvon Thibodeau argument mm-hmm. back in the Utah Oregon football Pac 12 championship game back in 2021, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, except that was even
2: were... more ridiculous because they both play defense, so they never were coming into yeah, contact it was just with like each other. A
1: championship game, narratives. you know, then it's Devin narratives. Lloyd had a great game and Thibodeau was invisible, so that pushed him over the edge. Yeah. yeah.
0: Either way though, I mean this is a a disappointing game from Arizona. I mean, do you feel are you are you less confident in Arizona going forward? Do you feel like this is a a bad sign, a bad indicator of what's to come or is this mostly what you thought that was going to happen and you sort of think this is they're susceptible to this? I I already lost my confidence
1: in Arizona, you know, like probably around a month whenever the Washington State loss happened, you know. After that, oh, wow, that was a long time. That, ago. <laughs> that's when my confidence for Arizona's. That's when my confidence for Arizona dropped. You know, and it's sort of just been steady since then. And I think this is just one of the outcomes you're gonna have as Arizona when you're pl- when you're at this level. Because uh, I I don't think this was. I mean, obviously this is an aberration in that Arizona won't lose to Arizona State most times, but we've seen that they are liable to lose to bad teams. Well, not bad teams because Arizona State's not a bad team, but they are liable to lose to teams who are not elite like they are, like UCLA is. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel pretty similarly. It just reinforced my beliefs about Arizona.
0: Great. what about you? Do you feel less confident in Arizona? Do you think that this isn't really going to matter when they come to play in March?
2: I feel like I was very harsh to Arizona last week, saying that they're too inconsistent to like actually make a Final Four, but now I feel that I was right. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I just feel like this is how you can lose in the tournament i feel like this happens a lot especially with the those like random schools that snuck in to the tournament at the end that have hot streaks like this is this is prime example of how you get bounced in the 64
0: if you if you had to bet if you had to bet right now based on everything we know do you think they lose in the first round to I think they lose in the lower seeds? I think they lose
1: in the second round. I think it depends just it's a matchup dependent for the lower seed. Like if they assuming they yeah. don't get unlucky with like a super tough team, you know, as a lower seed that yeah. you know maybe should be a little higher, I think they'll win and probably win pretty easily. But once they get to the second round, I agree with Avery. I'm I'm really worried about it. I don't know that they'll make the sweet 16 unless they get lucky with the second round matchup
0: yeah right uh those 14th seeds sometimes are a little bit feisty it's totally dependent on if they get like a juggernaut 14th seed winning out of like the whatever mountain Valley For Athletic Roberts. western whatever yeah, yeah, Col- whatever yeah but it, but it, but you're right I think it's it's the second round right you get a you get a tough what? what is that a sixth seed or something like that uh um, a team that already won a game right um as a pretty good team like I could imagine like what a San Diego State there, which they already beat San Diego State. They did earlier this year, but they could get one of those. Um, and who knows Michigan. what happens? Mm-hmm. A, a Michigan, I mean, like I and don't know for some Carlos reason. Carlos
2: has to admit that um, what's his face is actually good because he beat Arizona. Hunter,
0: Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> I will
2: never. I will never. Admit he hit he did. an insane buzzer beater today hit to drive it to overtime,
1: which they then won. Also won me a bet uh that was great (laughs) we're
2: happy for
0: Greg (laughs) we only I only watched that because I was waiting for the goddamn UCLA Colorado game um anyway so Arizona we're feeling a little bit weird about them I I'm certainly starting to feel more uh I felt like I was being a little bit of a hater last week feeling like I'm not sure that they can win a title Now I'm like, I I don't know. How can you have this many bad losses? Um, And they've got some great wins too, right? I mean, they have the best, I think they have the best win in college basketball with that win over UCLA earlier. Um, That is an incredible win. They've beaten Tennessee. They've beaten Creighton. They've beaten San Diego State. All those teams, top 20 in Ken Palm. Um, They have a range of really great wins, but man, their losses are some of the worst in all of the top, what, 20 teams in the country per Ken Palm, like, Those are some brutal losses. Washington
2: State, Utah, Arizona State, Stanford,
0: Oregon. Like, those are not good teams. Uh, Washington State, competent, fine. But, you know, the rest of them, not good teams. So, Arizona has some stuff to figure out, and time is running out. Uh, I'm not even sure. They may beat UCLA because they may have some sort of advantage there. Uh, They may beat UCLA on the road. I I don't know if that makes me feel like. I don't know if that makes me feel any different Um, just because. They they gotta play a a, a a middling team and is it are they sleepwalking like I don't even think they're sleepwalking I'm not sure what's going on with them
2: like um, Arizona fans are calling us haters they need to take that up with their own team yeah
0: if they, if they <laughs> didn't want people to hate they should consider
1: like I don't know winning maybe just a thought <laughs> just a thought
0: uh, okay let's move on to a team that almost didn't win. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, UCLA escaped a brutal game with a win beating Colorado 60-56. to 56. This game saw... Wasn't that today? Bodies. That was... Uh, Sunday. Yeah, that was yeah. today. I'm a moron. I, was like, I literally just watched it. I was trying literally to figure an hour out what ago. day it
2: is today. Literally
0: an hour ago. Sorry. On Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, bodies all over the place in this one. This is a super physical, brutal, brutal game for both sides. Bruising game. Um, But in the end, UCLA stays alive. So, Greg, did you get to watch this one? What did you think?
1: Had this game on the entire way through. Uh, (laughs) My analysis will be limited, though, because.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God! As
1: I said, the Timo Meyer trade happened, and I have been refreshing Twitter since that (laughs) to find out what the Sharks got in return. And
2: you learned nothing.
1: Absolutely nothing. Learned (laughs) nothing. Um, Could have just turned on text notifications,
0: Greg. You know, you could do that. I could have done that,
1: but I didn't. Anyway, (laughs) I did watch the end of the game, like, fairly closely. And I do want to say, I think you were too hard on it, Dembona. Okay. I think you were too hard on him. The foul issue is still a thing. Yes, 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 on Twitter. I should have specified. The foul issue is a thing. But, like, you gave the credit for his awesome block to David Singleton. And while Singleton played great defense there, that kind of block is so hard. And it's such a good play because he doesn't launch it out of the stands he hits it back towards half court and so it's essentially the first pass of the fast break and that's something more centers should try and do and so i was very impressed by a bona there and of course just the athleticism of the play and the rebounding towards the end I i liked it very much uh and you know it's good to it's good to be good in the clutch you know it's uh it's not something that's easy for a lot of freshmen. So I thought he was solid.
2: Carlos, consider for a second that your body is that long. You just have the <laughs> longest body ever. I, you would also foul people in everyday life. <laughs> I would. Sometimes I just body check people on accident from day to day. Imagine if you were nine feet tall. Um, and I agree with Greg. Not batting that thing out of the fucking stadium when he's that long is impressive. Okay. Right, um, I do think that Colorado would have won if Tristan De Silva was playing the entire game.
0: Is that a hot yeah, take? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So Tristan De Silva goes down with about what four minutes to go, something like that. In uh, his last he goes five down,
2: minutes or something.
0: Yeah, uh, ankle gets rolled up real, real bad. Also, uh, please, he,
2: why are they zooming in on these injuries still? Yeah. Our friend Cam pointed out that they literally circled his ankle
0: on <laughs> yeah, the <broadcast>. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're watching it. It's at a ninety degree angle. It wasn't so. I, as far, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he broke something, but it, it looked bad. But it wasn't, you know, one of those gruesome, horrifying uh, uh, injuries. But but it looked bad. Uh, he could not at, at by the time he got up was not able to put any weight on it. Hopped back to the locker room. Was out for the rest of the game. Don't know if we'll get to see him again for the rest of the season, which is, which is brutal because he had an awesome game, this one, uh, all over the place, Tristan De Silva was. And yeah, UCLA uh, ended up winning it. Uh, Greg, do you agree that if Tristan De Silva were in the game, result might be different?
1: So I think that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, there's something about UCLA, man, where they just they, they grind things out, even with the bad start, even with, colorado leading for so long in that game uh and sticking around even after he went down uh i i don't know i i think i think ucla is just uh a very tough team and i don't want to i don't want to say they would have lost even with him because uh, you just don't know what jaime Hawkins is going to do you don't know tiger campbell i thought had a very good finish to the game uh, very impressive what he was doing. Amari Bailey also had some nice plays. I, I, I just, I really like UCLA and I'm liking them more and more even after a game that should have been you know not a blowout but a comfortable win even with that close win. I still came away feeling good about them so I don't want to say that they would have lost with Tristan Da Silva.
2: Maybe UCLA is just tired from all the laughing they did after Arizona lost That's quite possible. Arizona. We
1: should have considered that
0: the laugh hangover Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it was a it was a a, a a really tough game. First half, just so that folks know, first 10 minutes, Colorado dominated. I mean, they were up 10 for that entire for the entirety of that first 10 minutes. Um UCLA's offense got absolutely nothing going. Colorado is just way more aggressive on the boards. They ended up with 38 rebounds to UCLA's 29. UCLA did bounce back. Did have a really nice. Uh, they they settled themselves in, got ready for a mud fight and started uh, trading blows with with the Buffs. Uh, in the end, sort of turning it into a back and forth game in the second half. Um, to your point, Greg. I mean, they had they had contributions from everywhere down the, down the line. Uh, Tiger Campbell, you mentioned it. He finished with 14 points on five for 12 shooting, but he was 0 and five in that first half um so all five of his shots came in the second all 14 of his points came in the second half he um he shot five for seven from the field in the second half had a couple of really clutch plays Jaime Jaquez a warrior uh he he hurt himself also uh he got up limping sort of in the middle of that second half it sort of looked like he wasn't gonna come come back he went to the bench um, he ended up coming back. He had a pretty good game, seventeen points off seven for fourteen shooting himself. Adembona, you're right. He had a couple of great plays. I-, I felt like he had a couple of times where he was falling asleep. His defensive awareness kills me. The fouls kill me. Um, but he, uh, he he had a couple nice blocks that I have to give him credit for. David Singleton's defense was unbelievable. Uh, th- th- people for the people who don't know David Singleton not known as a defender wasn't it i mean he's but he's a, he's in his fifth year at this point known as a three point shooter it's like okay defensively this year he's just been mm-hmm. he's had a breakout year defensively and he was awesome this game felt like th- there's three or four times where i was just like whoa david Singleton's just keeping up with kj simpson step for step uh, when he got switched onto him so um heroic performances from a lot of ucla players colorado though uh that a tough that was a tough game and I know that Colorado maybe they've not had a great season, especially by their own standards. They have now lost four out of their last five, um, but they've got some guys. Luke O'Brien, a terror on the boards. He had ten. He had ten boards. Tristan De Silva, you mentioned it. He had nine boards. Neat Clifford coming off the bench to spell Tristan De Silva. Not a great offensive game, but contributed nine boards himself. They were they were making this a a, a rock fight, as they would say, um, as the olds would say. Uh, this was a tough. Tough, brutal game from Colorado. They played really well. I this made me think. This sort of made me wonder: Is Colorado, if if you had to pick another twenty twenty one Oregon State non non at a team who does not have right now an uh, a what do you call it an at large mm-hmm. tournament berth to win the NCAA tournament? I think I'm picking Colorado. Do y'all nope, agree? Because Tristan yep.
2: Silva looks like he has a season ending injury.
0: That is okay. That's good with Tristan Desova. That's, De De that's a good point i agree that would my be
2: pick is once again washington state
0: mm. it's a good one that's but it. i that's just don't know if list. they
2: can consistently win they, that uh, many games in a row oregon state it's probably oregon
0: yeah it might be yeah
2: <laughs> and i hate that so i'm gonna pretend like i didn't say it because that sounds super boring actually
1: oregon state in 2021 had ethan thompson who i swear i get his name wrong all the time i think that's his name that's his name, Ethan
0: Thompson. Yeah. Uh, wait, or I was getting confused with Ethan Anderson. I think it is. I think Ethan they had Thompson. two of yes. them, and it was never mind. But yeah, Ethan Thompson, <laughs> Ethan Anderson. One of them went to UCA. Right, it was but, Ethan
1: okay. Anderson at USC. Ethan Thompson at Oregon State. That's right. And Ethan I was Thompson this fucked up too. <laughs> was just a great scorer, um, and I think he made things so much easier for the rest of them. And also, they were really hot shooting. Washington State could get hot shooting, but I just don't know if they have that Ethan Thompson kind of guy who can, I don't know, close out games for them. So I don't know if there is a team who can do it. But you're probably right, Avery. It it, it probably is Oregon.
2: (laughs) And considering that, like, I feel like the whole idea of there being a team that has no hopes of making the tournament, winning the conference tournament and getting a berth is usually exciting and fun and I'd be happy for that to happen. Not if it's Oregon though. That's stupid and, dumb, <laughs> and I would hate it count. so much. I would enjoy it if it was
1: Oregon even though I don't like the basketball team uh,
0: because I just want more bids.
2: Yeah, I guess if that, if that means we get another
0: team in the tournament that's cool but Oregon's is annoying as fuck. I am going to make an argument for Colorado. Uh, I, I, Yes, you're right. No Tristan De Silva. That hurts. It looked if he's out, if he if that was actually if that was as bad as it looked, and it wasn't just a, a a rolled ankle, and he's out, I still think Colorado has the size to be a problem, right? They've got like Luke O'Brien is a was a a, a monster on the boards, not a big guy, but a monster on the boards. Um, uh, Lawson Livering, Love Livering, lovering, a big guy uh, that I think definitely was crashing the boards a lot, was making a ton of. I don't know. Getting under UCLA skin, they have a guy who can get hot in KJ Simpson. KJ Simpson, I think he's he could be better than Ethan Thompson. Uh, and he, you know, for a while was kind of a dark horse Pac twelve Player of the Year earlier on in the season. I don't know. I think they've got. I, th- I think they've got the guys to do it. And I also think they're probably of the teams that we're sort of talking about as potential ones. Maybe the best coached. Like I think Colorado's pretty well coached, um, given what they have. So. But I get it. I hear the arguments for the other ones. I will say.
2: I was just going to say, I feel like Tristan Da Silva is approaching uh, Brandon Carlson levels of important. So I just don't think that Colorado would be able to put together like a consistent tournament run without yes. him.
0: Uh, I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, uh, I will say this, didn't really get to say this about Arizona state. Uh, Arizona state should be a lock for the tournament. I think that's absurd that they're not in right now. Um, they should be in. Um, They're a I,
2: bubble team, right? They are. And I are think Leonardi has
0: Leonardi has him as one of the first four out, I think. Mm. He has in his last one at which is after Arizona State's win, he has them as the fourth team in the first four out. So I and and look at the teams that are ahead of him, right? Ahead of them. Uh, Wisconsin, which just lost to Michigan. Um, you know, Penn State, an eleven loss Big Ten team in a garbage conference. North Carolina? Like another one, they've got another 11, 10 losses. Like this is fucking absurd. Um, the Arizona state should be in, uh, I didn't get to mention that during the Arizona, during the Arizona, Arizona state discussion. I, so I removed them from my consciousness from this conversation. I think if Arizona state was not in, um, and didn't, and weren't getting an at large worth or even contention for one, I'd have picked them, but they are, they have 20 wins under their belt. If they split next week, they beat one of us, UCLA in LA they should be in, mm-hmm. um, so. and uh, a game in the tournament. Like I, I'm, yeah. There's no way game. they miss. Yeah, there's there's no way they, they miss. They they shouldn't. They shouldn't.
2: How many quad one wins do they have? Oh, I don't know.
0: Uh, they've got a pretty good resume, uh, shockingly good resume. I've got to go back and look. Um, I'll look at the net ranking. They just have dumb one,
2: losses, but two two opportunities to get quad one wins next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if they if they manage to keep one close and win the other one. It's gonna go a long way. Uh, I, I certainly think Arizona State needs to be talked about in a different light. I think there's a lot of just sort of ACC, Big Ten bias shit going on. That's uh, that you know we we're familiar with, and it's it's very absurd and annoying. Um, by, by the way, UCLA won the Pac-12 for the first time since 2013. twenty thirteen. They're Pac-12 regular season champs now. Officially, they've locked it up. They needed a win against Colorado to and, and a loss to Ari, an, an Arizona loss, and they got it. So. They are now uh, Pac-12 champs. Pretty good accomplishment. This is year four for Mick Cronin. Uh, Got really close to winning the Pac-12 conference tournament last year. Um, Got all the way to the final. Got beat by a really, really good Arizona team. I don't know. Pretty good stuff from from Mick Cronin to get UCLA to this point. So, Any reflections on uh, on UCLA winning the Pac-12? Jaime Hawkes, Pac-12 player of the year.
2: Do you think that if UCLA didn't win the Pac-12, Mick Cronin would have blamed um, it on leaving the conference?
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> the yeah, it kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's a conspiracy.
0: It was kind of kind of absurd kind of
2: saying. Um,
1: I think it was just a very good season for them. Very consistent. They were more consistent than any team in the Pac-12. Uh, we talked about it months ago, but like just in a vacuum, I think they are the best team in the Pac-12, even if they don't match up so well against Arizona uh so yeah very well deserved and even if they don't win the pac-12 tournament i hope we remember them as the best team in the pac-12
0: this season yeah they were awesome uh this has been if you're a ucla fan this should be a fun season like they've beaten the shit out of every or at least beaten every single team that it has needed to beat it does not have a single bad dumb loss on their schedule their worst loss is to what usc and that was at the galen center and usc is a lock for a tur- should be a lock for a tournament spot. Pretty good. That's a pretty good season. Um, so good for good for UCLA. Pretty cool that UCLA is a, you know, top two defense nationally, the second best defense per Ken Palm uh, nationally. Uh, so, and they're number two in Ken Palm right now nationally overall. So good season for them. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about USC. The Trojans sweep the mountain schools on the road as well. The first team to do that this season before UCLA did it the day after. USC has now moved up to number 31 in Ken Palm after this week. And they moved up pretty significantly. Uh, I think they're a lock for the tournament, personally. They are even more of a lock than Arizona State. Uh, they have the metrics behind them. Uh, but I'm curious to hear from y'all. Are, are y'all impressed with USC at this point? Do you trust them late in the season? Do you trust them at all? Greg, we can start with you. So
1: I am impressed
0: with UCLA. I'm not USC. USC.
1: USC. I am impressed with UCLA. <laughs> I did it again. I am impressed with the University of Southern California. <laughs> uh, that being said, I don't trust him still. I okay. think with the way Boogie Ellis is, and with him being their best player, they could lose any game, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. He has a bad game. Maybe Drew Peterson doesn't shoot so well. They lose. Uh, I just... I'm worried about him for that way. However... They play great defense. Their win against Utah was dominant just the entire time, completely smothered Utah. Uh, and I agree with you. I think they sh- they should be a tournament team, although I'm worried about ASU fucking them both. Actually...
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. This is the weird thing is I don't know what's better for the Pac-12 between Arizona State. To get four... Te- we're, we have a shot at getting four tournament teams, U- UCLA and Arizona, which are both locks, USC and Arizona State, which are locked by our standards but are somehow still on the bubble. Yeah. Um Arizona State and USC play each other and they played the other the other two mm-hmm. tournament teams. Yep. So I I don't know what combination This
2: is what we need. I think we need Arizona State to lose to USC so that they don't bump USC out of contention. And then we need USC needs to beat Arizona. And yes. ASU needs to beat UCLA because I think Arizona and UCLA are locks regardless mm, of if yes. they lose a game this
0: week. I think that's I think that's right. I think I think <laughs> the two big dogs have to lose to Arizona State and USC. <laughs>
2: For the good of the conference. Get them on board. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know how likely it is. I don't know what's what's more likely that Arizona State beats USC or that USC beats Arizona. <laughs> I think USC. Or, sorry. That Arizona. Arizona State beats UCLA. What's more likely, Arizona State over UCLA or USC Arizona?
2: Uh, USC Arizona, probably.
0: I agree. Over Arizona State over UCLA. Although, yeah. no, because
1: UCLA still has seating to play for, so a loss is not something they're going to just be okay with. So I, I agree. I think USC over Arizona is the more likely outcome. Did that? Did that already happen this year? No.
0: Uh, no, Arizona beat USC in uh, in the McHale Center. This one's in LA though, and yeah. USC
1: has been so much better at home than they have been on the road.
0: Yeah, we and talked the way about they that.
1: defend, I do think they're a tough team. Uh, yeah, I think it's a very real possibility USC wins that game. I, I could see
0: Arizona State beating UCLA though. Definitely Arizona could State's happen. That, Arizona State's one of those teams that get hot gets hot, uh, but UCLA is the more consistent one, right? So. You almost might see like Boogie Ellis probably could have a really good game against Arizona. Um, so I I hope I hope that Arizona State USC both get in. They both had pretty good seasons. I, I just cannot imagine leaving out a twenty plus win Arizona State team. They don't have they don't have any bad losses, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, I guess if you want to count San Francisco, but like I get and and I guess Texas Southern on like the third game of the season in overtime. Like come on. Um, in in Texas Southern, which like, why are they playing? Where what the fuck is Texas Southern in, in South Houston? Of Texas, <laughs> uh, that's Mexico. But okay. <laughs> um. So that that is their I guess worst loss if you're like counting something against them back in November thirteenth. But it's like their losses have been to what Colorado, Oregon, Washington State, pretty good team. Washington in Seattle in overtime. USC, UCLA, Arizona, like. Those are not horrendous losses, um, so I, I hope I hope the the NCAA selection committee figures it shit out. Um, all right, uh, takeaways from other games. Uh, Greg, got any takeaways from any games you watched this weekend?
1: Yeah, so I think from watching the Utah UCLA game, where Utah was a thorn in UCLA's side throughout the game, despite the fact that I really think UCLA should have won comfortably. Uh, I think what we learned is uh, why the fuck hasn't Mike Saunders Jr. been playing? Um, Mm. 25 points, that was a career high for him. I think that's the highest uh, any non-Brandon Carlson player has scored for Utah this season in a game where Brandon Carlson struggled against UCLA. Uh, He definitely struggled. Saunders was great, and he scored in a lot of different ways, which I love to see. And it hurt me especially because Raleigh Wooster is not good offensively. And I get that, like, Craig Smith can trust him. Like, he is pretty solid and not making mistakes, and he's a good defender. But Mike Saunders Jr. just has a spark that I feel like Utah's been missing a lot this season. And it is uh, it is frustrating to me. That we haven't been able to see it very much. And I guess I'm glad that he'll probably be back next season. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see more of him next season for Utah. But man, it was just... I should have been excited. You know, watch, it, watch as a Utah fan, I should have been exciting, excited watching him do that. But it, I, it just made me frustrated. Because I thought of how many games Utah lost. That uh, we could have used exactly what he brought to the UCLA game that uh, was it was very frustrating he was great and
0: Utah had no business being in that game and he's a fairly experienced player too like i don't i don't really get like this is this is his third year he's finishing up his third year in college uh, spent 2 years at cincinnati came to utah this is his first year here and we saw him earlier on in the season he got a good amount of run and looked kind of interesting like he's a quick guy pretty fast at the ball um he he had 23 minutes against liu 11 minutes against cal state bakersfield 15 minutes against idaho state 18 minutes against sam houston state and then just fell out of the rotation for whatever reason Smith was thinking they desperately need it you're you're right they desperately need a guy like that who provides a spark who can provide some scoring and like is he the most efficient player Uh, not always but who gives a shit if you're utah like you just have to get a guy who's gonna Who's at least able to create some of his own buckets? Anything, um, very interesting to me why he never really got the run that he did this year. So that's a that's a great that's a great observation. Um, he had a really great game against uh, UCLA, a little quieter against USC. Only three for eight shooting, but you know that's mm-hmm. one for three from three. I mean that's that's helpful. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, and only two turnovers. Offensively, this in he total. basically
1: brought you in the USC game what Raleigh Wooster would have brought you. Um, yeah
0: with faster more athleticism i don't
1: i don't think he's the defender still even with the much better athleticism because he is an extremely quick player uh but to me on on this utah team it's the offense you have to be hunting for uh
0: yeah yeah good good observation Uh, a couple other games here wazoo swept the bay area schools not particularly impressive just because they were both close games and mm-hmm. they're really garbage that's the easiest uh pair of schools to sweep but um they did win uh those two teams do play pretty hard despite being mostly anywhere from garbage to irredeemable horrendous war criminal garbage uh wazoo though has now won five in a row uh so I don't know I mean they're not gonna get an at large bid too many losses. No way they would ever do it. Um, I mean, hell, if they're going to consider some of the teams that they're considering, maybe they should. Um, but Wazoo gets up to five hundred for the first time this year since December seventh, when they went four and four after a win against Northern Kentucky. So they might finish above five hundred, which is a uh, pretty impressive, all things considered. Uh, so that's that's good for them. Uh, did not watch Oregon Oregon State, but that was that was too close for comfort. Oregon. <laughs> they really should not have been in that close of a game. I get that it's a rivalry-ish kind of um, but Oregon ended up only dropping a spot in Kempom. If you went purely on Kempom and the metrics, Oregon is still a bubble team. <laughs> They're number 46 in Kempom. Uh, number 50 in the net. They they uh, we're not talking about them as a tournament team because they don't I don't think any I think anyone who understands what they've been doing over the past 6 weeks knows that this is not a team that deserves it. Um but you know good for them i guess uh all right let's move on let's talk about mvps uh grapes do you have an mvp for the week that you think is worth shedding out
2: my mvp is mike saunders jr
0: it's a good one <laughs> pretty easy uh greg got an mvp for us
1: i am also gonna go mike saunders jr because yeah i'm oh i'm just <laughs> I'm
2: because he's a frustrated. he's a Utah player frustrated. that isn't Brandon Carlson, yeah, <laughs> and I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like to give it to Utah players. I'm a homer when it comes to basketball, and uh, yeah, it, it's just tough. I also don't think it was a spectacular week in terms of Pac-12 basketball. Unless
0: am I forgetting something big? Carlos. i don't think anything super explosive both of y'all said that because you know, if, mike your saunders,
1: if mike saunders was like a star player i would not give it to him it's just because it was such a explosion from nowhere
2: okay i'll change i'll change it to cambridge was it devin cambridge that hit the shot that beat De- arizona desmond,
0: desmond <laughs> cambridge is a good one desmond that's a cambridge. good one he had a, he had a pretty good game 19 points talked about him earlier um, but w- was a shot maker, so that's a pretty good one. Uh, I went with Boogie Ellis. Uh, just kind of looking at his line: sixteen points off six for twelve shooting against Utah, pretty efficient. And then uh, against Colorado, twenty-one points off seven for sixteen shooting. So he's he's picking it up uh, at the right time. Frankly, I sort of feel like uh, I don't know. He's 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 putting together a nice little season here at the end. All right, uh, it is time to make. Wait, hold on a second. I'm 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 skipping a whole step. Shit Shack. Oh, the Shit Shack. What's the name How? this week? I think, I the, think the Shit Shack. We've decided to is settle good. on the Shit Shack. Okay. Formerly the. The Secretion Shack. The
1: Secretion Shack? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, any any Shit Shack uh, residency here? Cal? 13 Cal's straight been, losses? Cal's oh. been
2: 13. <laughs> around. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's just call this the
0: Cal Corner, is what we should call this. <laughs> that, is,
2: that is good, yeah. <laughs> Arizona's um, here because I'm laughing.
1: It pain. Oh no! No, Utah kept it close enough to UCLA that they can't be. Yeah, confer- uh, I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put them in shit check.
0: Arizona
1: has to be mentioned for that showing yes. against ASU. Yeah, uh, garbage showing, pretty bad.
2: Sure. Stanford is still here. Stanford shed. Yeah,
1: Stanford's got a win over Washington though, assuming there are a big did they comeback. Just win? Well, there's five minutes left, but they're up double digits. Okay. So,
0: oh, good for okay. them. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess Washington. I guess Washington. Yeah, but Cal. Washington
1: won earlier. Yeah, I mean it's Cal, so like that's not a real win. But
0: okay, fine. Yeah, let's let's give it Arizona. Yeah, put put Cal in there with them. Cal's just Cal's set up shop at the shit shack. Yeah, they, they've got they they've purchased a nice queen bed. The they're shit settling. shack they're, is they're like, nesting in the shit shack.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shit shack I think is like, uh. A beach, a beachside bar, bar, and Cal is the bartender. <laughs> and each week, and
2: just That's terrible good. cocktails, <laughs> just the worst
1: cocktails. Each week, a new team comes in and gets drinks from Cal.
2: The cocktails are all made with Bailey's, like liqueur. <laughs> oh, you, got, oh Irish
0: you don't like cream. Bailey's? You don't like Bailey's? I know,
2: but when you make it, put it in a bunch of different cocktails, it gets gross in it okay curdles and clumpy because it's cream
0: but you uh, sorry like you, you can't out on add bailey's it to all the time
2: margaritas no like bailey's has its place like espresso martinis yeah
0: what what place what what place does cal have a, <laughs> was there ever a time where you're cal, like you know cal's cal and some good
1: cal's spots? place no? is behind the bar of the shit shack
2: cal's, <laughs> cal is drinking um margaritas with baileys okay. irish cream Ugh, that's it. disgusting so it's just that clumpy horrendous. and awful <laughs> that sounds
0: horrible <laughs> did you drink one of those at one point no
2: i just know that the lime juice would make it awful
0: how, so how did I you come up sh- with this was this what, do you people add do this? lime
2: juice like when you make cheese you add no i
0: understand i understand the concept an of acid curling, to the, but how did this come up is this a thing that people are doing
2: i was just thinking of like what no. you could make that would be really bad every time, no matter what, and that's what I came up with.
0: It's pretty good. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's make some game predictions this week. All right, uh, Greg, did you? Uh, I, I do. do, you do a, I do have, have, a, have an all update. All right, he has a Woodens Weekly Wonders update. All right. Yes. yes. Clap.
1: All right. Um. So, guess who won this week? That's right, it's me. Uh, Assuming Stanford (laughs) wins, and uh, uh, yeah, assuming Stanford wins, which they will. So I went eight of twelve, and that—that's the win for me. Shame Washington didn't win because I would have won by more. But anyway, easiest picks were UCLA, Oregon, and Oregon State. I think everybody swept those. Uh, Nobody picked the ASU upset. Worst of the week was. Carlos, three no, for twelve.
2: Oh his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know shit about Pac-12 ball. Three for
1: twelve. Hardest pick to make was USC. I was the only one who made that pick. Uh, that's right, USC. <laughs> that was the hardest pick Yeah.
2: Was USC sweeping the Mountain Schools? Wow!
1: No one saw that coming
2: I really should be filling these out Because I feel like <laughs> I would have picked these <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: that, that's what we have for Woods Weekly Winners I'm not at my computer So I can't look at the full season spreadsheet But I honestly okay. I might be making a run at the title I've won a few of these weeks
0: Okay, alright, All right. we'll see we gonna be exciting to look at the When the season's over to finally look at the standings so. The winner Please. becomes
2: our sixth host <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> That'll be great because I'll win, and then I
1: will be the sixth host. <laughs> <laughs> Two Gregs, please no, please God no. <laughs> Can't do this.
0: One right. will say uh, that
1: uh, a team will score a lot of points, and the other one will say that they'll call good plays. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. Anyway, uh, we have a massive weekend of regular season finales incoming, so let's get to picking those. On Thursday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. Pacific, ASU travels to Westwood to play UCLA on ESPN. The Bruins are 13-point home favorites. Grapes, who wins, who covers? Mm.
2: I'm supposed to want ASU to win, right? That's right. I don't think they're going to win. It's in Westwood. Uh but maybe they'll keep it close. I'll pick UCLA to win, but I think that ASU is going to cover the spread. Okay,
0: Greg?
1: I agree. I think ASU to cover but not win is is where I'm going to go as well. I don't
0: think they can, I don't think they'll beat UCLA. I think I agree. I think, I can't tell, is Arizona State getting better? It's so hard to tell. I'm going to say that UCLA wins um, and the Arizona State covers. I'll, I'll go with y'all. I think that's right. Uh, same night, also on ESPN. Arizona traveling to LA to play USC. The Wildcats are one-point road favorites. Greg, who wins, who covers? Ooh,
1: do I hate on Arizona or do I not? <laughs> it's tough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Arizona, and I, I if it was a bigger spread, I'd take USC to cover, but it is a small spread, so I'll just say Arizona wins and covers, but it is a close game.
2: Grapes? I think USC is going to win. Okay. All right. Not a Mainly bad pick. Maybe because I want to keep uh, the Arizona hate going. I think that's funny.
0: It drives engagement. <laughs> Get it clicked. Uh Arizona does not lose these games. Uh, this is hard. This I mean, this game's in LA. USC's going to be fired up. I think they want to prove themselves i'm not sure what arizona's playing give me air uh, give me usc I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pick usc arizona has not lost one of these games so i would not be shocked if arizona just came in and even blasted usc but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna pick usc for now it is uh it is in la so on saturday march march 4th arizona state plays usc in la at 8 p.m on fs1 Big bubble game for the Pac-12. The Trojans are six-point home favorites. Great, great. Who wins? Who covers?
2: USC is going to win and mm, cover. It's March. Interesting. It's March this week. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, finally, we're in March. We sleep. What's the the John Rothstein tweet? We we sleep. We don't sleep until March or something.
2: May. We sleep in May.
0: We sleep in May. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't get that right. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, don't finally sleep March. until March. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. <laughs> What about you? Uh, USC six-point home favorites against Arizona State. Who wins, who covers? Um, I am
1: going to go with ASU, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll be right high. I think even with the UCLA lost all to play for, I, I just like them. I, I would rather watch them in the tournament, even if I think Bobby Hurley is a worse coach. And Andy <laughs> Enfield oh, it's, it's, we don't have to pick a coach between Bobby Hurley and Andy oh, Enfield god. but uh, oh my god I like ASU better I think they're more fun so I'm gonna pick them <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay I see it I am going this is really hard they're honestly these two teams are so similar to me um, in so many ways they just both have shot makers, but like no offensive scheme whatsoever. They're just running around dribbling out there. Their defenses can be pretty good sometimes, but sometimes they just completely collapse. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the home team. I think USC wins. I don't think they cover, but I think the Trojans end up pulling this one out. Uh, okay, lastly, the big one, the one that we've been waiting for for quite some time. Maybe had a little bit of shine taken off thanks to the Arizona State win. Um, Arizona is traveling to Westwood to play UCLA at 7 p.m. on ESPN. The Bruins are seven-point home favorites. Greg, who wins, who covers?
1: Bruins. Yeah, I, mm. I think Bruins. I think they get They get this one. To finish the season, cover is a lot, but...
0: Seven points is a good margin. Yeah. That's a, that's a
1: uh, nice well, little margin. You know, never mind. They, they don't cover, but I think they'll okay. win. Okay.
0: Grapes? I think I feel the
2: same way. I'm not sure what I feel, but I'll probably—it's just easy to pick uh, UCLA to win and not cover.
0: Okay. Uh, the matchup situation here is weird. Um, I, I, I almost want to pick Arizona to win this one. I'm gonna pick Arizona. I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. Uh I think I think that they have a, a real matchup advantage over UCLA. We just saw what Colorado did with lesser bigs than Arizona. If Arizona comes in with the right game plan, they learn something from Colorado. They learn something from just trying to play as big as possible against UCLA. I I think I think they might be able to get the Bruins here, which would be absurd to for them to have a worse season and then win against UCLA twice. So but I would not be shocked if UCLA managed to pull this one out. It is in LA and uh you know, UCLA plays better at home. They are they're I think they're undefeated at home this year, which is pretty absurd. So, good good for them, but uh hopefully hopefully they do as uh, as pre- someone who roots for UCLA. Um okay, that'll do it for us. Don't forget to check out our Patreon at notruckstops.com where somehow some way some of us are still talking about Pac-12 football for you football sickos. If if I, I just want I want Matt and Reed to, like, put together a Pac-12 football episode, like, live during the tournament and just, like, drop it (laughs) in the middle, just, hey, thirsting for Pac-12 football content? (laughs) We've talked about fucking media (laughs) rights deals. (laughs) Which streaming service do we want them to watch? We're going to talk about ION TV or whatever the
2: fuck that's called.
0: it would be so funny. So, uh, Matt and Reed, if you're out there listening, please. Please put that together. It'd be so funny. <laughs> um, if you don't want football content, you can always uh, show us some gratitude with the $3 tip. Maybe you really love these episodes. You really enjoy them. Um, so that's it. Anyway, that's Avery. That's Greg. I'm Carlos. Thank you for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Ninety-one. one.
2: Still and thick with smoke. So thick it makes you chore. The crowd falls in, the coffee's is kicking And my patience to everything. Said I'm lonelier than a single sax on a quiet city street. Things aren't always clean up on the sunny side of the street.